Hello and welcome to Exposed Network. I am Anthony Hinojosa. And I'm Migs Whiskey. Thank you once again for tuning in on Exposed Network. We're here. We talk about truth and exposing as much as we possibly can when it comes to this crazy world that we live in. Migs, how would you how would you explain this this uh, this podcast? What do we do here on Exposed Network? Man, we ask why. We ask why. We 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 want we want to get the thinkers flowing. We want you to start thinking like being to be aware and conscious of what you do to put meaning into your life and i'm not going to put it into you anthony's not going to put it into you you're going to take these words and let it inspire you right let it inspire you put it Mm -hmm. in the oven and see what comes out like i feel like that's what it is like i get that through books i get that through videos i get that through through all the stuff I do today, and if I could add to that and be like one of those voices too that helps someone find something, like that golden nugget in the dirt, yeah, I think that's what Exposed Network, we're trying to expose you to yourself. Yeah, right. But it's not us, really. It's going to always be you. It's never nobody. I don't feel like things outside of you change you. Right. I think they inspire. Mm-hmm. They motivate. Yeah. But the change comes from the willingness and the drive and the right. conviction that comes from you. Right. Because you could listen to Billy Graham. You could listen to David Goggins, Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Eric Thomas, Les Brown. The list goes on and on and yeah. on. And it could, I mean, it's biblical. Right. right? I think about the, the sower. He's throwing the seeds and some of them land on the on the wayside and some of them land on the on the rocks and they start a spark. I feel like that's motivation, right? It's a spark. But then once you leave church on Sunday or that seminar or that let's stop listening to that podcast or that video or that reading, you'll do what you're doing. Yeah. You'll do what you were gonna do anyways, because that's just what happens. So I feel like expose is just trying to get the thinkers going, expose you to something that We've gotten from our golden nuggets of looking through the dirt. Yeah. It's like follow me as I follow my leader. Mm-hmm. Or not even follow me, man. Find your find your way. Be aware and conscious of where you're going. Ask yeah. yourself why. Put meaning into your life to get better. That's right. I 100% agree. The only reason why we ever started a podcast is because you and I enjoy talking so much. That whole idea <laughs> of like uh, being inspired by somebody, you and I, when we started talking with each other, it was like, man, every single time I left a conversation with you, I was like, man, I got something out of that. There was something pretty heavy that I could like apply to myself. And then I thought to myself, dude, other people, Same, other people should be able to hear this kind of stuff as well. And so whether people think that we're... <laughs> qualified in any way shape or form to be able to say anything it doesn't really matter be the person that's just like uh for any conversation really be the fly on the wall be someone who's listening to everybody and being able to kind of just take in what you can like a pizza you get a pizza at a party and you're like oof i don't like pineapples what do you do you don't throw the pizza away you just take the pineapples off so do that you know when you listen to us or you listen to anybody else just be willing to learn is kind of the most important yeah, thing. yeah right? and, and i think is at the end of the day like yeah, we ain't we ain't got masters, we ain't got nope. PhDs. Where you're not talking to two psychologists, you're talking about two guys, regular dudes, regular dudes right. that have gone through their own trials and tribulations. I don't speak about anything I do not know. I will not speak about shit I don't know because I I, I really that's why I always say we bring people that were baptized in the fire, mm-hmm. like have gone through it. Right. Like I am never gonna tell you anything that I don't do because I can't give what I don't got. Right. So. If the topic does come up and I don't really know nothing, you'll know because I won't be really speaking as much. Yeah, right. And I'll let our guest or you speak on it. There's been times when we talk about relationships. We talked about relationships in the past, and 
you know, I didn't really know a, a good relationship till after I got clean and sober and and started this journey. Sure. You know, so there's not a big period of great relationships. Right. It's I'm learning as I go. Right. So that's where I speak from. Mm-hmm. I speak from that place. So. But that's, that's, yeah, that's kind of the point, right, is be able to get people, including, very much including ourselves, because I think that we've challenged ourselves, if not on our own, but unto each other, challenging what it might mean to um, ask why, why do you do what you do, and then giving the honest answer right after that. Because you have to have those two things. If you're not asking why, then you're just going to keep going and doing what you're doing. And if you're not being honest when somebody asks you why then you're just going to keep living the lie. And so we have to ask why, and then we have to be honest about that answer or whatever comes up that's, uh, um, that's going to be truth. And so um, Exposed Network, if you ever really did wonder how this may have started or why we do what we do, honestly, if one person out there is listening to this podcast, to us, honestly, it's worth it. Because in a lot of ways, we come together to talk like this um, for our own benefit <laughs> to be, I, I come and talk because so I can hear what Migs has to say. And, um, if anybody else is out there wants to be able to listen in on these conversations, I'm glad that you're here and listening. I think it's mm-hmm. cool. Um, today we want to talk about a very specific subject, um, that I think every single person on this earth will somehow be able to relate. And, uh, Migs, you're the one who brought up this subject. You're the one who wanted to talk about this. And I thought it was perfect. When it comes to what the what our audience and what myself needs for sure, and what the, what what was that? Uh, we're gonna talk about the storm, the falls, the failure. Mm. You know, we had two guests on on our show already: um, sober Faust and Phil Aguilar, K. The Chief. Yeah. And you know, sober Faust talked about being in the terrible twos, mm-hmm. and how the second year has been one hell of a storm. Right. And um, Chief has talked about. How he's been at the top twice mm-hmm. and fell back down. Right. Um, and I want to ask, and we want to talk about, is falling a part of the process? Right. That's the question. We have, uh, you bring up those two um, examples of the people that we've interviewed, and the interviews are not going to stop. We have a lot of interviews lined up about all the people that have yep. been through some life and have some experience and qualified to be able to talk about what they're talking about. Uh, we had an interview with... Um, uh, with Diana, 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 Diana cancer, man. yeah, cancer. and that's and that's heavy. And she Leukemia. was the one who had cancer, be able to talk about what it means to be able to fight through it. And so we have a lot more guests that are going to be able to talk about their experiences and what it feels like, and and are willing to be honest and willing to be asked why. And so um, with with those in line, we've seen that people have to, in some way, have to go through failure or feel that feeling of failure to be able to find some sort of success. So before we really tap into that uh, into that subject, I always like to do a little um, catch up and see how we're doing. Mix whiskey. How you doing? Good, good, man. Good, good. You know, just doing what I got to do to get through, staying on my routine, um, music, you know, family. Yeah. Um, you know, just being conscious and aware. Mm-hmm. Being conscious and aware, like that's like my whole life now. Is just being conscious and aware, always asking my myself why. Yeah. And like I said, like we speak here from like an overcoming arena, right? Like we didn't overcome it and it's done. Yeah. I feel like I'm still learning, and I like to be a student. Right. Like I, I, I think the whole purpose of my life will be to be of service mm-hmm. and to stay teachable. Mm-hmm. And I learn from the people still going through it and the people over 
coming it. Right. And I say coming it because they're still in it. Yeah. As long as you're still on life, you're still going to have to work on something. Like, I feel like you're never done. You might get your finances right, but then there's relationships, emotions, spirituality, all this stuff. And I, I think about the garden. And for me, that's where exactly I am in my routine. It's just not obsessing on one thing. Mm-hmm. Watering every part, right? You know, I, I hear a lot of um, motivational speakers and people say obsession. It's obsession. It's obsession. An obsession with moderation. Because yeah. if I obsess on watering only one part of my garden, the whole garden will die. Yeah, right. You except have, for that one area. You have one dope flower, one dope area. Yeah, and that's not cool. Yeah, right. You know, I'm not even gonna say that's cool yeah. because it isn't. Yeah. Maybe my finances can be like blown up and I could be a billionaire but if no one in my family loves me and I don't love I have no connection to my God and I think that's where I'm at it's just like staying conscious and aware and learning and um, trying to find golden nuggets that I could come on here and, and talk about with my with my people yeah yeah, us our oh. community expose right how about you brother how's everything going I'm doing alright I'm feeling what it means to be absolutely broke and it affects a lot of things that uh, when it comes down to what I can and cannot do. The other day we had an event over in, um, there's an event over in LA and I wanted to go, but um, I didn't have any gas money. And it was straight up like from where I was to Burbank, I was like, I'm not gonna be able to do that. And looking at the rest of the week and how I was gonna go, I'm like, I just, there's certain sacrifices I'm gonna have to kind of like take on. Even though that event I really so badly wanted to go to, it would become that thing where like, all right, this is the consequence to what it means to not save, or this is the consequence to what it means to not being able to just uh, be smarter with the certain financial decisions and stuff like that. And that's okay. Because for me, it comes down to that thing where it's like, I'd rather learn a lesson, because the lesson to me is going to be worth, you know, the rest of my life versus an event, which there's going to be plenty of events and stuff like that. So I'm glad I was able to kind of sit there on, a, on that day and be able to say, all right, Anthony, this is the consequence of that and be able to move on from that. So me having to juggle out financial um, pressures or what it might mean to just like live in this world with this certain type of um, structure or a certain type of uh, uh, the game, if you would, <laughs> the financial game, trying to figure that out the best, the best way I possibly can and not to get obsessed with it and say that's the answer to my, all my questions because I know it's not. Um, that's probably the main thing that I'm dealing with when it comes to directly. But outside of that, like everything else is good. My relationship with my girl is good. Um, I got to see my mom the other day. I talked to my mom the other day and that was nice. And just remembering that I love people, you know, and, and getting into that place and talking to family members and friends and stuff like that is always a good reminder of that. Um, outside of that, I have been thinking about what it is that we can share with our community, our exposed network community and stuff. And, um, and uh, it's, it's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool. I, I, want, I want to thank you for that honesty, man. And I, I bet you our listeners are listening. And, and they, like just the honesty right there, just to say, like, you know, I didn't have gas money. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think we've all been in, in one of those, man. I remember oh, yeah. when my son was born, I didn't have money for um, milk. Mm. So, like, you know, that's real. And there's different kinds of storms, man. Right. Some of them are real small. and But I, I always feel like, and that's why I think this topic is going to be great. Because I am a firm believer that you're either going to a storm in a storm or coming out of storm. Right. There's storms. Yeah. And I'm sorry to say it, it's never over. Mm-hmm. If you're still, if you woke up today, there will be a storm. Right. And sometimes it would just be like sprinkle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there'll be rain. Sometimes there'll be a fucking hurricane. Yeah. And that hurricane will bring a tornado. Yeah. And it will destroy shit. Yeah. But we will, we will rebuild. Yeah. And on that note, 
Let's get this fucking started. Let's do it. So we talk about how uh, we've had a couple people on, uh, like uh, Phil and uh, and uh, or the Chief and Fausto, and how they come into the scene talking about what it means to fail on certain things, right? You got Fausto comes in and says, like, um, I'm a two years sober. I come in here like two years sober. My two years of sobriety coming from like this crazy addict life because we've we've been around Fausto for like over a year now, I think, by this point. And he's <laughs> he's had a crazy life. If you want to listen to him, go to his uh, podcast called uh, Sober Weekly over on YouTube and go to his uh, his Instagram on uh, sober, sober Faust sober underscore, underscore Faust, Faust and uh, and follow his stuff and listen to some of his videos and his interviews he's got. Man, he's got a crazy <laughs> he's got a crazy life when he was uh, active addiction. But when he got sober, he like like his first year to through his like year and a half was pretty great. He was jump roping. He was motivating people. He was just like getting in the like the spirit and the mood of everything. Like everything was new to him. And all of a sudden, like after like around around about you know like a year and a half or something like that, that's when life just started like showing its ugly face again. Saying yeah. like yeah, he called it the terrible twos. Yeah, he called it the terrible twos. That like coming around that second year of sobriety and how it felt to be able to like have that feeling of like. Man, life is so great, and all of a sudden, it just doesn't feel great anymore. And he asked us, like, "What do you, what do you guys think of that?" And I was like, "I could, I know that feeling when it comes to like going to church." And then you said, "You know that feeling when it comes to um, addiction, or really it hits like uh, um, doing your routine and all that." And so when uh, when we talk about that, we we see this this person because if you look at his his page and everything, he is an extremely motivating person. Like yeah. he's really happy, smiling all the time, everything's great. But he starts talking about what it means to feel like a failure feel like everything's coming against him he doesn't have a job and he doesn't like uh, have a motivation to go the direction he wants to go he doesn't think that everything's working out in his favor he thinks that his spirituality is kind of starting to slip as well he's not hearing quote-unquote hearing his connection to his god and everything and um that idea of failure is like that's a heavy kind of thing that kind of comes in because we think to ourselves did i do something to cause a failure or is the world treating me like a failure and to be able to kind of figure out what it means, it's hard. And I think every single person knows what a version of what this might mean, whether it's like uh, you went to school and you got Fs or you went to uh, you try to apply for this college and you didn't get the um, the um, uh, the acceptance letter or you try to get a job in an interview and you didn't get the interview or you try to get this girl, this guy and they blew you off, you know, and it's like there's all these scenarios of like what it means to be a failure. And in all reality, we want to talk about is that failure mean you stopped you move backwards that means sorry bro that's a that's a nick on your yeah. uh, on your life there and it's not only fausto that talked about it chief talked about oh, it, yeah. like getting to the top mm-hmm. being like a pasture and having like a a seat in a in in a table of great people yeah. in his in his world mm-hmm. this world that he was in you know going forward right and, and then going back to the bottom where he fell mm-hmm. but was it like i always think like that like, like, just like you said, is it the bottom? Mm-hmm. Is it the world telling me it's the bottom? Is it that I feel like it's the bottom? And like, that's what I want to, want to get to. Yeah. And, um, yeah. How do we, how do we deal with that and, and all that? How do we deal with it? What's the, usually it's the feeling, right? It's the feeling of like, I tried to accomplish something and it didn't go my way. Now I feel like a failure. Now, whether that is like I set that up for myself or the world itself had set up the standard for me, I still don't feel like I'm adequate. I didn't do something enough and now I feel like a failure. And that, that feeling sucks. But where does that feeling come from? 
I think for me, man, I can only speak for myself. Uh-huh. You know, this is me. Uh, I think it's a mental thing. I think this is a mental internal thing. So you this don't think is, it has anything to do with circumstance, dude? I seriously don't. <laughs> um, I, 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 to me, I think it's always going to be the internal culture. It's going to be the belief, and um, like I don't think, I don't think we go back ever. Huh. I think we only fail forward. I think about this leap, like this leap of faith, right? So you're you start at one spot, you look at this place you want to be at, and then you take that leap of faith or that jump, that first step, right? That putting down that first brick. Yeah. Let's talk about a leap, right? So mm-hmm. you jump and then you only make it halfways. Why is it that when you make it halfways, you get this feeling of like, I fucking failed. Yeah. And it actually in your mind, it was almost like you. Where you started, you actually took a jump back. Right. But you're not focusing on the fact that you took that leap and you're not where you were. Mm-hmm. You're not where you want to be. Mm-hmm. But you're not where you used to be. Right. That's mental. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, that's the only way I can look at it now. Yeah. Because if I look at it any other way, I will feel like a fucking failure. Right. Like losing a job. We talked about unemployment. Mm-hmm. Is it you're a fucking failure? Mm-hmm. Or is it a new door's gonna fucking open? Right, next and it's chapter. gonna and it's it's the next chapter of your life, mm-hmm. which will later on catapult you into something completely better. Yeah. Or completely worse. I don't know, but that's gonna be up to you. But I don't feel like it's gonna be completely worse because I've never seen someone go from getting paid minimum wage to under minimum wage. Yeah, right. I never heard someone get paid 10 and then go down to 9. You're right. Or it's that idea of like uh, there's no such thing as worse because every single thing is tailored to be a lesson for you. It's all part of the program. It's like your individual lesson. Like it's designed just for you to learn and almost nobody else in the world. It's just designed just for you because it's your life. It's your words. It's your girl that was with you. It was your job. It was whatever it is that was. It was you. Your name is plastered all over that with all the decisions that tied up with it as well. This is 100% yours. So it's your experience, maybe not a failure, but an experience, and it moves you forward in a way. It's funny how you talk about that because, like, it's like uh, this ability to be able to look at time, a uh, timeline, basically always moving forward, or like this ability to be able to always say that, like, I was always writing in the book. Like, it's not like you wrote in the book and then all of a sudden, like, something didn't happen the way that you did, and then you erased it. It's like, no, 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 I still wrote out a whole page. Next page. I, and then after that situation, I decided to do this. Like, it's a story. You're still writing it forward. And so to you, you're saying, like, man, it's as if I had writer's block and I wrote something and didn't make any sense and I ripped the page out and I threw it out. It's like, that's not how life works. You don't get to all of a sudden rip that out and say, that doesn't make any sense anymore. I like a new start. Life doesn't work that way. Nobody mm-hmm. gets that kind of a restart. Nope. Every single one of us has that story to be able to say, I did something, I did something, I did something, I did something until I finally did something I really wanted to do. And that story usually comes as a good connection point between people because for the most part as far as i understand most people don't just quote unquote succeed it just doesn't just happen it's not like you just go into a place and say hey i'd like to succeed all right here you go here's your success and then you're just done most people have to work very hard for it and working hard isn't just working towards the thing it's failing at it 
It's being able to kind of like take a couple steps backwards because you weren't ready for it and then keep on pursuing whatever it is that you're pursuing. Loving the process, staying in the process, moving forward, failing forward. I mean, I think I think people think about success like this this movie. Yeah. Like you you're like. You're the boxer, you get the title, and then all of a sudden, that's it. That's the end of the movie. Guess right. what? Like, what happened? I don't know. He just kept the belt, and he won. No. I think about John C. Maxwell mm-hmm. in his book, How Successful People Lead. I think it's page 13. He says, leadership is like a, isn't like a degree you get and put up. Mm-hmm. It's more like a race you got to run every day to know you still have the ability. Yeah. You got to just stay in the fucking race. Right. You like the, and 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 people could be listening to this and be like, Migs is fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. And maybe I am for your situation. I don't know, but for me, this is the only belief, and, I, and that's why I always go to a belief. Mm-hmm. This is what I have to believe. Yeah. And that's when I think about faith. That's what faith is. Is is, is faith, man? To me, is is knowing everything is gonna be fine because you know the pattern of life. Mm-hmm. But most of all, you know your father and what he can do. God never gives you something you can't handle. Right. That's what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have to believe. Mm-hmm. I just have to believe that this pattern is, is is working for my favor. Yeah. I'm the fucking main character in this movie. That's the right. main character in this fucking fucking movie can't fucking die. Yeah. He just can't. Yeah. He has to he has to keep fucking staying persistent, moving fucking forward. <laughs> and man, is that hard? Fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what makes it fucking fun. That's what makes people go watch the fucking movie is the fucking story. That's right. It's it's crazy because like when you talk about it like being a movie, it's so it's when you start looking at life that way where it's like, you know what? Like everything that I do in my life is like a like a film, right? Which means that everything is interesting. Everything is about me. Everything is about like how I'm progressing and everything. When you start thinking that way, that's when you start believing in yourself. You start believing in your story. When you start watching these movies about like this football team or this fighter or whatever, you look at him like I know in the back of my head the end of this movie this guy's gonna get the title these guys are gonna win the championship these guys are gonna succeed I know that because that's the way the movie has to go for me to be able to feel good by the end of it so you have so much faith in that movie that's gonna end on such a good note but yet when we look at our own lives we don't have that same kind of faith to be able to say that oh yeah by the end of my life I'm gonna be completely successful and happy and like everything's gonna be working in my favor I'm gonna have that peace instead we're like I don't know where this movie's gonna go you're the director dude you're the director. So if you don't want this movie to end well, then don't let it end well. And I love that because we're talking about movies. Yeah. And I fucking love movies. Yeah, I, I love know movies. you love, I love movies. movies. I mean, you're a fucking video guy. Yeah. <laughs> Main character is... He like if you know anything about movies, it's pretty fucking predictable. Mm-hmm. The main character's gonna fucking win. Right. But the good thing about the fucking movie is there's gonna be surprises. Yeah. And that's what makes the fucking movie good. So I have to have that mentality that this is just a fucking surprise. Like, I lost my job because this is a surprise in the fucking movie. This is the part where everyone's like, how is he going to deal with it? Yeah, right. But the whole world is watching, but Like, right? the whole world is watching. And I, think, and I was watching a video of Joe Rogan talk about that. He's like, you got to live your life like there's a documentary crew with you. Yeah. Because there fucking is. And yeah. know that your people watching you. Yeah. Like, my son is watching yeah. how I'm going to take this fucking failure. And it's not even that. It's not even just the people that are watching at the time. It's the people that you're going to tell your story to because they're going to be watching that document when you speak it out. Oh, man, we're getting somewhere. I like this. I like this. I told you, man. Hey, welcome to Exposed Network, man. This is it. 
you have to, I think, every single day be able to realize that your life is a lot more important than you let the society tell you. Society look at you and say, like, oh, you're just another person in the in the, in the big old crowd of people, and you don't matter as much. There's a movie called uh, The Crowd. It's old. It's like it's an old black and white movie, and there's like no sound. It's just music, right? And um, and I learned about this movie in uh, in film school. And the movie's called The Crowd, and it's about this guy who is like he's living his life and just trying to normal. He's just trying to get a girl. He's trying to live his like uh, is uh, get an apartment or his own place and his kid and like the troubles that go through that and all that and the movie's about a guy who's like I'm gonna hit it big I'm gonna do big things with my life he starts in the city and he sees like the the high the, the the tall towers and everything and saying man I'm gonna make it big in my life and you just see him go through his life and by the end of the movie he ends up being just another person in the crowd and the movie's called the crowd and how like he started with his big dreams, but eventually got to this place where he was just like everybody else, working that desk job, doing the same thing as everybody else. And the very last shot of the movie is him in the theater, and he's watching a movie with everybody else, and he looks kind of like mopey and sad. And they start on him, and they zoom out, and you see everybody, and everybody, and everybody, and eventually you just lose him, and you can't see him anymore. And he's just lost in the whole entire crowd of everybody, because he just became just another person. Movies like that go out of their way to tell you that is not how we should be living life. We should not be the person who says and is okay with just falling in line with everybody else and being just another face in the crowd. You are a special individual. And if you don't know that, then allow me and my, uh, myself and Migs to tell you this. You are special or you are an individual and your life has been raised in such a specific way that nobody else is raised the same way that you are. Not everybody else has your parents. Not everybody else is raised the same way that you were. Not everybody else had the same exact crush that you had when you um, when you uh, were growing up. Not everybody had the, vers- the very first um, job that you had, the first car, the first experiences of your friends uh, screwing you over. Over the friends that you love so much, the people that said the specific things, the trauma that you went through, not everybody has the exact same life as you. Therefore, you are an individual. You have your own specific oh, life to live. Therefore, treat it like that. Yeah, and like for reals, for my believers, um, straight up, you come from royalty. Mm-hmm. Royalty runs in your blood, in your veins. Like you are a child of God. You are special. Mm-hmm. Act like it. You were created in his image and he's great. You're great. Right. And believe that. That's why I'm always saying it goes back to the internal culture. You gotta stop believing people's opinions of you. Right. And you gotta believe that you are the fucking main character in your movie. You're not like, I mean, not, don't get all fucking entitled and think all of a sudden like everything's gonna happen for you just because you think that. No, but you have to put in work. Yeah. You have to fucking know you are better. Mm-hmm. Then whatever the fuck is coming at you. That's right. Whatever it is. That belief, that belief and that 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 motivation behind you to understand that, that's the fuel that's going to allow you to do amazing things in your life. See, if you don't have that fuel, that car isn't going anywhere. It's going to be stay stuck in that junkyard, not doing anything and being part of the big giant junkyard of junkyard cars. But the second that you find the fuel to put that in that car, you'll start going places. And that's the problem is that so many people like to just get into this place and say, I allowed the rest of the world to tell me I'm just like them. And I start believing that. See, you do. And maybe that's the case. Everybody does have the fuel, right? But you're getting bad fuel. You didn't feel it ain't going to get you very far at all. And you're believing what everybody else is telling you and saying, you're just like everybody else. Make this amount of money and buy this thing, buy that thing, and you'll be fine. You'll be successful. And you believed it. And I'm not going to blame you. Who doesn't believe that? I think most people actually end up believing that lie, that you're just like everybody else and just do these things and you should be fine and everything's going to work out in your favor. And in reality, we end up finding out, just like in that movie, at the end of the movie, we may just be another face in the crowd. And we're trying to avoid that. 
we're trying to look at America and be able to realize why the, why the suicide rate is so high and our, and our people that are so the celebrities and people that are making so much money are killing themselves and talking about depression and why this this country has more depression than any other place in the whole entire world why is that the case it's because we're believing the lie and the lie is that we have to do what everybody else around us is doing to be successful when the people around us are saying I don't know where I'm going to have this idea of to say I know exactly what I'm doing. I know who I am. I know I'm an individual and I know I can do amazing things. That's a field that's going to push you beyond what everybody else is doing at their standard life. And you have to find that somewhere. That only comes from thinking why, thinking, and 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 putting meaning into shit. I love that. And I, I love how you talked about fuel because I, I say this all the time to, to my people, man. I say fuel, man. You know what's freaking crazy is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. When my sister died, mm-hmm. instead of using that as fuel to put it in the in the car mm-hmm. to get to a location that I needed to get to, I used it to burn down the fucking house. Right. And I see this in many people mm-hmm. when this moment happens that should actually fuel fuel the automobile, which is you, mm-hmm. to get to a fucking destination. You're actually using that fuel to burn down the house, which is self-destruct. Yeah. Like people break up with somebody and yep. all of a sudden yep. it's like, well, let me go sleep around and not give a F about life. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you lose a job. Well, fuck this. Yeah. I'm just going to fucking shoot up. Mm-hmm. Like this self-destructive mode instead of using like that's a, like we got to talk about that. That's true. We got to talk about how do you deal with it? Yeah. Do you get self-destructive? Mm-hmm. Do you use that fuel to burn the house down or do you use that fuel to put it in as a fucking motivator? Right, right, right. Do you right. use that freaking, that fire mm-hmm. to light the way? Yeah, right. It's, it's, the, it's that ability, because you, you are going to be special in who you are and the direction that you can go in life, guaranteed. You are not special in the fact that it's going to rain on you too. In the Bible, it says it rains on the just and unjust alike. God's saying, sorry, bro, you're going to go through some storms. Yeah. You got no way around it. Every single person on this earth, whether they believe in God, don't believe in God, believe in anything else in their life, they're going to get rained on. You're going to go through some storms. So those storms, those hard times like you talk about, your sister who battled with cancer, when she finally passed away, you had an opportunity to be able to use that fuel to take you to amazing places or use that f- fuel to burn something down. Probably in a lot of ways, burn your car. And so you can stay in the same exact place and you don't have an opportunity to move. And you do that for a long time. But you had a little bit of extra fuel in it to be able to allow you to actually go to places after that. We need to remember that every single one of us is going to go through a storm, like you said before. Yeah. Every single one of us is going through a storm. And then after we get out of the storm, we're going to go through another one. And every single time we go through a storm, depending on how far we want to go in life, we're either going to turn that storm into a fuel that's going to be able to burn our current location to stay where we're at, or it's going to be the fuel to get us to the next spot and get us to the next spot and get us to the next spot. So then when we finally get into that peaceful kind of like uh, end part of our lives, we look back and say, I'm glad that I worked as hard as I did to get to where I am because I got it farther than not only everybody else, but farther than I thought I was going to be able to make it. And the only reason why I was able to do that is because I believed in myself and I believed that I could. I stopped listening to all the other people in this world telling me that I can only live to a certain limit and this is what I got to do to be successful. I stopped listening to all of them. I started asking why. I started being honest with myself and started saying, you know what? You guys are not going the direction that I want to go. I'm going this way. And when you start doing that, man, 
you start seeing successes out of people that are like that's this is not it's funny because you talk about how like this doesn't come from you this doesn't come from me i didn't make this up Mm -mm. so you're more than welcome to believe it or not but it's funny how the the things that we are saying is going to promise going to line up with all this quote-unquote successful people that you listen to all these motivational speakers all these Mm -hmm. pastors all these monks and all these people of different religions that talk about peace every single one of them talk about the same thing man this i'm I'm gonna get i'm gonna get onto something man because it just came to me um no one escapes this right and you said it man motivational speakers gurus priests even jesus christ himself Mm -hmm. wasn't going to escape a storm Mm -hmm. and you know i I, i've heard i've heard motivational speakers say that they wake up three times a week thinking about giving up yeah suicide Mm -hmm. we heard fausto Mm -hmm. going through a storm we heard chief he was a leader of a church. Yeah, mega church. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I've, I've heard. I've heard pastors, other pastors say it too. Guess what? Your pastor has doubt. Yeah. Does that does that scare you guys? Mm-hmm. Because this is real. Yeah. And I think about like Jesus even fell into that category. Mm-hmm. He had all the answers for these people. Did miracles, and then when he's on that cross, they're saying like, "Wow, well, why didn't you save yourself, homie?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like this thing like where. He's even he he's even gonna have to go through his storm. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter. I could be up here with all the answers for you, but I'm still gonna go through my storm. Right. And I love that you we we're we're saying no one, no one mm-hmm. gets away from this. Right. You're either going to a storm, in a storm, or coming out of a storm. And some of the greatest men are going through it right now. This is real stuff. This is biblical. This is old. This is the oldest thing. I mean. I mean, if you are a leader, you know there yeah. is days when you don't want to get up yeah. and lead your people, mm-hmm. lead your ship. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a father or you're a mother. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a, a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and your kids are saying, Mom, I want cereal at 6 in the morning on a Saturday and all you want is a day off. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. This is your storm, but you're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get through it. But it is going to take some fucking belief right and it's gonna start at the mind we, t- we beginning of this you talked about how like um asked you where do you where do you think it starts where do you think it comes from and you see you think it's all mental it's all in the head and i think you're right i think that like the ability to be able to overcome that annoying kid on a saturday when you just want to relax after you worked a hard hard week to the guy who has to make a million dollars by the end of the week. The guy who wants to make a million dollars by the end of the week and do whatever it is that he needs to do, right? To the person who's dealing with divorce. To the person who's uh, dealing with loss. I've said this before to, uh, to people and um, it catches on. Um, somebody's going through divorce versus somebody who's going through their first breakup. Who feels worse? And the person usually has an opinion. Oh, it's the person going through divorce, of course. You know. Oh, it's the person who's going through their first breakup, of course. You're not allowed to say it. You're not allowed to say who feels worse. Because everybody's pain is relative to their own mind. So when you talk about everything starts in the mind, that mom, that dad, that businessman, that person going through that relationship, uh, divorce, or whatever it is that they're going through, they all are going through struggle. Every single one of them have created in their own mind, this is a challenge for some reason and whether it be taught to me as a challenge whether it's society teaching me as a challenge my parents teach me as a challenge or me just bringing this uh, pressure into myself 
I'm the one who's in control about how I'm going to handle this internally and how I handle it internally like a seed will grow into the physicality of how I will handle it and that will be the apple tree. How did you get to this point? It wasn't just the tree just landed there. It started with the seed and that seed is in the mind and you must start there because it's not going to start just in the physicality of the world. It doesn't start that way. It is how am I going to handle this? Because you get somebody who's going through divorce, two people, a person going through divorce and seeing it as like, I guess I'm just going to have to move on to the next thing in my life, you know, and being able to realize that my life's just still going to move forward and the other person who kills himself because he can't live without this person. It's two different mindsets. They're going through the exact same thing with two completely different mindsets and we have to take control of that. We have to be able to look at that and say, I am in control of what happens in my mind and be strong enough to be able to do so. I want to take a break come back but what I want to talk about is the strength to be able to succeed to be able to move forward we talk about failure about what it means to to fail and that feeling of failure but I want to talk about now what does it take the type of sacrifice or whatever it is to be able to move forward and to succeed in that and um, but yeah let's take a little break and then we'll come back and talk about that all right break 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 let's throw out a couple names out there Migs what do you think yeah we got uh, Illumina- Illuminati Tattoo. Yep. Um, have you gotten tattoos there before? You yeah, I got a tattoo there? there by Rafa, man, Juan, Avile. Man, all of the artists there are great. Elvis, everybody from Adam to, man, all of them. Tony, yeah. uh, Beast. Yeah. So, all great artists, great work for a great price. And, uh, yeah, man, and, and they're a part, all a part of Exposed. That's dope. Um, you can find them over on our, um, our Instagram, Expose underscore network. Um, you can find Illuminati over at uh, Illuminati underscore tattoo underscore lounge. And um, their address is 165 North Raymond Avenue in Fullerton, California. So if you need a tattoo, apparently a very good one, go and hit them up. The other person, the people that we want to talk about are uh, Tacos El Gringo. Tacos El Gringo. They are a uh, catering service, and I assume... Great tacos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and great, great, great food. I mean, even, what do they call it? Food porn? Food porn? Yeah. yeah where <laughs> the pictures are just like, you watch, <laughs> go to his page, go to Expose Network and find his page on there. Yeah. And, and uh, man, those pictures are, they will make you hungry. <laughs> the uh, Instagram for uh, Tacos El Gringo is uh, tacos underscore L underscore gringo, G R I N G O. And uh, go give those two guys a follow. If you need a tattoo, follow Illuminati. If you need catering services for this for the future, uh, keep that uh, keep that tag in line. And um, you could find it. Remember on expose underscore network x p o s e underscore network. That's right. You find all these services of all the people that we support. So remember, support those who support you. And, uh, and yeah, let's get back into the episode. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to the Exposed Network with myself, Anthony Nahosa, and Migs Whiskey. If you have been listening through this whole entire podcast, then you have been listening to our subject. And our subject, we're talking about failure. What it might mean to fail in life, and how we should, or how Fall we do storms, right? How we do take it, and how we should take it, right? And um, in our first half, we were talking about how uh, what failure feels like and how we usually handle it, right? And it's just like, sometimes it's a really ugly thing or society tells us how to feel sometimes about what it is and how we should feel and how we should be feeling about failure and what we should be doing with it, motivating us to be able to move forward rather than 
burning our car so we can just stay where we're at, you know, and just leave us stranded. And so we want to keep moving with every single uh, struggle that we go to here, every single, uh, every single storm that we go through, be able to allow that to motivate us to move forward. And um, this goes across the board through everybody because every single person in the world feels what it might mean to fail. But not every single person in the world knows how to handle that specific type of feeling. And so we want to be able to kind of like hit on what it means to uh, have the strength to move forward. The, now, in the second half, we want to talk about how all of that can push us forward. But going forward has its own troubles and its own, uh, its own um, challenges as well. Now, uh, I ended out the, uh, the, second, uh, the first half with this, uh, this feeling of, uh, of trying to get into the mindset of what it might mean to, um, to feel something. And how you're not special when it comes to um, uh, the way that you feel because everybody feels some sort of uh, failure or disappointment storm or storm yeah, for themselves, right? Right. And I said that um, there is this, uh, there's going to be this person that's going through divorce. I went through divorce myself, right? And I remember thinking to myself, I wonder what it feels like if I can compare that feeling of going through a divorce with somebody who I was with for five years versus my first breakup when I was with somebody for a month and um, the feeling between the two. And I try to think to myself, I wonder what felt worse. And I couldn't really answer that because I remember how it felt when, uh, when a, that first breakup, you know, I don't think I was like maybe 14, 15 years old. I remember feeling like, man, that was the worst feeling ever, you know? And then the feeling of the divorce and feeling like, oh, it was the worst feeling ever. But I got to get to that place where I think to myself, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter what feels worse. This is the fact that I still felt pain and I'm not allowed to especially compared to other people to say that that pain was worse than somebody else's pain man pain is pain and your storm is your storm right that's why it's your storm mm -hmm. because if i was battling with homie or homegirl storm i might be able to get through it like nothing mm -hmm. that's I, that's why it's not my storm that's why i always feel like god gives you exactly what you can handle right and it's 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 exactly what you can handle mm -hmm. let's talk about that because yeah. people are going to say man but you don't get it i know i don't have to get it yeah you have to get it right and that's why we this is a self journey this mm -hmm. is a solo journey you have to get it i might have suggestions motivational motivational speakers might have some motivation for you mm -hmm. some self-help book might have some suggestions mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's not till you believe you can do better that it's gonna come. Right. I can only speak for myself. People are like, I got a lot of homeboys that tell me, what was it this time? And I said, the pain was big enough and I didn't run from it. Right. I walked towards it. Mm -hmm. That's what fucking changed. Yeah. You know, when I realized that no one's gonna get it, but I gotta get it. Yeah. No one's going to come save me. My mom can't get me out of this one. My aunt can't get me out of this one. Mm -hmm. The only one that could get me out of this one is me and God. Mm -hmm. So that's who I'm going to go to. And God isn't a thing, a person, a place. You have to go in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why the truth shall set you free. But the truth's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. And I don't feel like the truth is supposed to hurt. Mm -hmm. I just feel it hurts when you're trying to hold on to it. Yeah, right. When you have such a falsehood, when you have such a lie within yourself, then the truth really yeah. does hurt. And that's when that's when you're going 
you're trying to bring this new belief to an old belief and they're battling out. Right. You, uh, uh, we had talked about before that, like, um, the main thing, basically the stuff that you're talking about is a specific type of mental sacrifice, but the word sacrifice is probably one of the most important things that come with being able to move forward. See, when we talk about the analogy of like, um, the fuel of a, of a, of a, of a struggle can either fuel the car or burn the house down. You, you have a choice between those two, right? To be able to do something, but even getting into the car and taking the fuel, the sacrifice is the house. You have to sacrifice the house to keep on moving forward, to, to keep on going. You're going to have to sacrifice something. And in this life, that seems, seems to be like the, the fuel of anything of like, that's going to really push you going forward for sure is being able to sacrifice something. Whether that be like sacrifice your friends, the guys who have been with you since day one, or your ride and die, ride or die kind of dudes, or whatever it is, and um, and they're just not really showing the same direction. They're not going the same direction that you are anymore. The ability to sacrifice them because you know that they're holding you back—that's hard. That's really hard. And then even more harder than that sometimes is being able to have that bleed into family, yeah. to find family members that are pulling you back. And you notice that, like, man, I just can't have you in my life anymore. I notice that you're the one who's kind of like, I'm allowing you to hold me back, and I can't have Dude, that anymore. You gotta know what you value more. Do you value your peace, your harmony, your serenity, mm-hmm. or these fucking people? Right. And and I know that sounds fucking brutal. Yeah. But law of sacrifice is the oldest law. Yeah. I mean, the Mayans believed in sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I mean, Old Testament, New Testament. Mm-hmm. God had to sacrifice his son. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're going to have to sacrifice your old life to get your new life. I mean, that's biblical. Right. I mean, and this is this is not... I mean, this is this has been written since the beginning of time. I yeah. mean, and, and, and it, it is. It's going to take some sacrifice. Like, you're, you're going on a new journey. You can't take... All that shit with you, right? It's like it's like going on vacation, and for women, man, like they gotta take like the blow dryer and all this stuff. Yeah, right. But if it's like, yo, we're going in a little little car, sacrifice. Yeah, you might have to just think about like one dress. Yeah, you have and, to you have you to know, wear the same clothes maybe a couple days. And, in but a row. this is obviously a bigger thing. Yeah, we're talking about for reals. Like for me, sobriety came with that. Yeah, sobriety came with fucking having to cut people off. Right. I remember seeing a, a friend on Walmart. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, what's up, dog? Da, da, da. Hey, let's exchange numbers. I was like, no. <laughs> and I know that was like, that was cutthroat. Yeah, right. But that's how much I value my peace. Yeah, right. That I am not going to let no one get in the way of it. Yeah. And some people might be like, man, that's cutthroat. But you got to remember, man, I got to live in these shoes, bro. Mm-hmm. I got to live in this mind. Like, I don't want to live with the depression and the anxiety no more. Yeah. That, that pain was way bigger than the pain I'm going to feel from you saying, like, fuck you, homie. You're a lame anyways or whatever. And it's like, yeah, go ahead, dog. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, there's a there's a movie uh, directed by David Fincher called uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And um, if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. But there's this part in the movie where um, the villain or somebody had said to the the main protagonist, he says, because uh, the guy was about to get out of his house. He was sneaking into the, the villain's house. He's going to the villain's house trying to figure out who the guy was, if the guy was the murderer or not. And he's, the, the murderer comes back home and he's trying to get out of the house as fast as he can without being seen. And he finally like kind of slips. He kind of like uh, makes it out, but then like makes a noise or something. And the murderer, like at the time, they're supposed to be quote unquote friends or whatever. And the murderer kind of says like, hey, why don't you come on in? You know, have a drink or something like that. And the guy had an opportunity to leave, but he didn't. He went into the house. He said, okay, I'll go in. 
fast forward and now now your protagonist is hung by his like his shoulders and everything is about to get killed by this murderer down in the cellar right and the guy in the and the murderer says a specific thing that's going to stick with me probably for the rest of my life because it's a very good line is he says that um why didn't you leave when you had the chance it's crazy how we are afraid to offend somebody more than keeping our own lives and in society, we have this problem going through ourselves probably on a daily basis. See, in that scenario in which your old homie came up to you in Walmart and said, hey, bro, let's exchange numbers. Most of us would say, I don't want to offend him. I'm afraid to offend the person. I don't care who it is. I'm afraid to offend the person. Oh, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll just deal with ignoring him later or whatever. But you say, no, this is my life that's on the line. And I know how serious this is. I'm willing to go out of my way to say, I don't care if I offend you. Yeah. No. And everyone's got to remember, too, when he asked me for my number, he was higher than a kite. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it already co-signed what was going to bring. I didn't assume, oh, like, a hey, homie's doing bad just, just out of the blue. Yeah. I let exactly his actions speak. Mm-hmm. High as a kite. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, bro, I don't want that kind of life no more. Right. And I think you're right. Why not pull out when you can? And mm-hmm. that comes with honesty. Mm-hmm. That comes with that. Like I got homeboys that got out of like got out of the, you know, just got out of upstate yeah. prison. Yeah. And then they go hang out with the homeboy. Like the homie goes kicks it with him. Homie, you are putting yourself in a position with a fucking person that just came out of a jam. Mm-hmm. And you can hope, right? Hope that he came out with a great mentality. But sad to say. Fucking, it's it's all against them. Yeah, right. And and you're gonna get in a jam. Yeah, right. And I've learned that too many times. I mean, you've seen it in the movie. The guy gets in the car and he's like, "I should leave." I mean, what is that? Was Boys in the Hood? Mm -hmm. He's like just hearing his dad saying like, you know what? And then he's like, "Yo, let me out of the car." Yeah. And I know all his homies, fucking bitch. Yeah. But he's like, "Yo, at least I'm gonna live another day." Yeah, right. And then those fools ended up murdering those dudes, and then they, they. that's a whole new different story. Yeah, right. But you're not a part of that now. Right. And that's what you just got to do. You got to know what you value. You got to value this piece. This You got to know. And it's going to come down to value and sacrifice. And, right. And, 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 and sacrifice is going to hurt. I mean, let's talk about like your excuses. I mean, Napoleon Hill talks about alibis. Mm-hmm. Excuses, alibis, call them whatever you want. Yeah. You created them. Yeah. So they're like your child. No one wants to kill their child. Right. You created them. Mm-hmm. So you will fight for that kid. Yeah. For that belief. Mm-hmm. No, but you don't understand, bro. Yeah. I can't run because this or that, whatever it is. Yeah, everything that I built for myself, right? I've wanted this career since I was a kid. I've uh, This this uh, this girlfriend that I've had for such a long time, she's been there for everything. I need to keep my name or whatever it is, uh, whatever the case may be. I've always wanted to be, you know, this certain type of person. Well, that thing has been holding you back. Yeah. And you don't want to kill it because you have too much pride to say, like, I was wrong this whole time. Yeah. That's that's exactly. You're mm-hmm. going to have to say, I'm wrong, I'm weak, and I need to find some kind of new strength. Yeah. And that's humbling in its in itself. Like, and that's and that's a, well, that's a mental sacrifice. We st- we talk about these like these sacrifices, physical sacrifices, getting rid of people, right, in your life, or getting rid of things in your life. I'm gonna have to sacrifice this car for this bike because I need you know to spend less money on gas. You know, whatever the sacrifice, physical sacrifice may be. But it's harder when you get into that mental and emotional sacrifice when you have to realize that maybe I don't really truly believe in this thing about me anymore. 
Maybe I truly don't really think this way anymore. Maybe I actually don't care about that thing anymore. And to be able to reverse that is probably harder than literally anything else in the world. To be able to say that, like, I don't believe in the traditions anymore that my family bestowed upon me. Because I decided to ask why. Now you're hitting. Now you're hitting. I don't believe in, like, this religion that I was raised up with because I decided to ask why. I don't believe in this certain, like, uh, mentality of that I need this and I need that in this society because I decided to ask why. And that's a mental sacrifice that's harder than anything because you know that when somebody comes up to you and says, why aren't you doing that thing that we're all doing? You have to answer for that. And sometimes we're not willing to put in that mental sacrifice of saying, I worked hard to ask why and be honest with myself long enough to where I know why I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to fall in line with everybody anymore. I think the same way as everybody anymore. I bothered to go out of my way and sacrifice the, the ability to just go with the flow because how easy that is. Ignorance is bliss. People just go with the flow. I sacrificed to go with the flow to come against the grain, but I came with against, against the grain with truth. Dude. And now I stand on something that I actually believe in. F- uh, man, all right. Because there's going to be people that say, like, no, nah, you don't understand. I, I know it. And it's just, like, for me, like, I, that's how it was with running. Mm-hmm. I've been running every day since November 7, 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I started. Right. It was, like, my belief system didn't believe I could do it. Yeah. You know, and then when I started trying to do it, I was going against my beliefs and literally some pain. Yeah. Right? And but with time I did it. Yeah. And I switched it. I switched that that off button into an on button. Mhm. And today it's just a belief now. Right? And I feel like that's that's why like when we started this I said belief I just it's, I feel like it's always gonna be you could call it mental warfare or spiritual warfare to me same yeah it's an internal mm-hmm. so let's call this the internal culture yeah it's the internal culture that needs to change right the belief of who you think you are what you are and what you can do mm-hmm. and that you're talking about traditions like you you will I go always biblical man Jesus mm-hmm. says I didn't come here to bring peace I came here to bring the sword right and when you tell your freaking parents like I'm not doing I'm not gonna work a fucking union job dad yeah I'm an I'm an artist mm-hmm. he's gonna be like well here we freaking work this yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're gonna go against the grain right there mm-hmm. and that's the war and you're gonna and that's the war mm-hmm. and you're gonna have to stand your ground to the belief fucking changes yeah right and a lot of people think that that's a, a, a strictly a spiritual thing that's not true at all this whole entire world and especially even in our country we have gotten in situations where We've had a fight against ourselves because we realized that something was wrong, whether it be civil rights, whether it be movements that have moved throughout the generations. Oh, there are people that came up against the grain and the, the, the majority of society saying, no, we don't do things that way. And he's saying, well, maybe that's wrong. And the ability to be able to start that war, whether it be an internal or external war, be able to say, no, but we need to change. I'm not going to sit here and just allow life to keep on going the direction of, of chaos because it's easier for me to just let it go. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to take the sacrifice upon myself. First, at my mind. Be able to say, what do I believe? What do I think? And then from there, maybe that'll turn itself into me physically having to do something and showing the world that I'm about this and being a billboard for it. Man, I, that's what I feel anxiety and depression is. It's just something inside of you saying, dude, this is wrong, homie. Yeah, right. Like, we got to change this. Mm-hmm. Like, back in the days, like, you're talking about the, the civil rights movement yeah, yeah. and all that, mm-hmm. man. You're talking about, like, people seeing... People get hung mm-hmm. for the color of their skin. Right. 
inside people fucking had to feel some kind of way. Right. And then that eventually changed the internal culture and it made it external. Yeah. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now it's going to go from this internal voice to this external voice. Yep, and yep. we got to fucking change this shit. We got to expose this shit. Because right. guess what? It's making me feel some kind of fucking way That's right. to see a certain person get hung yeah. for the color of their skin. Yeah. Or, or from where they're from in their country. Mm-hmm. Like, now we're getting into some real shit. Yeah, right. I mean, and, and it's real. And it, it's got to, like, if something's inside of you and it just keeps coming up, you're going to have to do something. Because if not, <laughs> that thing will fucking kill you. And not only that, you'll die with something that probably somebody else needs to hear. And that's that's not responsible at all. In any way, shape, or form, that's extremely selfish. And in a lot of ways, maybe being able to finally release that, that real version of you and how you feel about something and what you believe, maybe that's going to be the change that you need in your life, to just say it out loud. I, I, know, I remember those feelings of being able to fight for something that I believed. Something stupid, too. Like, I'm not even going to try to compare, like, these little things to something like the civil so rights. rights <laughs> <laughs> but it is the same exact type of feeling of, like, that, that truth needs to, to win out. And just because everybody's going with the flow doesn't mean anything. I remember in my family, I have a white conservative family, right? And I remember when I was young, I started listening to metal. And in that circle, they were very much like metal is the devil's music and i was like what are you talking about i'm listening to like christian metal and they're like no that's the devil's music and this this and that and i was like no you know what i don't believe that and i'm gonna fight for that and i was sitting there as like a 14 year old like having arguments with my aunts and my uncles about like what music means and what it means to be able to like live behind something but see i had to take make a choice for myself one i could have been be like uh they just don't like me i'm just gonna be in the corner listening to my metal all by myself or i could have said all right, you guys are right. I'm just going to have to go with the flow. Or what I did was say, no, both those options are not good enough for me. You're going to have to sit here and listen to me, listen to my metal. You're going to have to sit here and accept me for who I am and try to understand where I'm coming from because I understand where I'm coming from. And what I had to do to be able to do that is say, I'm going to sacrifice my internal culture, culture and say, my mom, my grandma, my aunts, my uncles, they can be wrong. Ooh, and being able yeah. to challenge that and say, you're allowed to be, it doesn't mean I hate you or anything of the sort. It just means that you're allowed to be wrong. And I'm going to prove that you're wrong by showing that me in my internal self, I am correct. And being honest, not only just honest with that, but not being afraid to be able to say that I'm right. Be able to say, this is what I <laughs> and live you for. you hit on something that's good because like someone can listen to that and just warp it into some fucked up shit. But it's like. Being able to will, be willing to understand somebody—that's mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, be, like, just like listen to it. Give it a chance. Yeah. Give it a chance. Right. Like, I get it. You don't believe in religion. I don't either. I believe in relationship. Yeah. Give it a chance, homie. Yeah. Let me let me just tell you what I've gotten from it. And I'll listen to you all day. And I'm all about that. Expose is all about that, man. Right. Like straight up, we're like, let's listen to this guy, man. Mm-hmm. He might he might change something up. Right. Because I feel like someone always got a golden nugget in them. Right. And in that scenario, it was me basically being willing to sacrifice to go with the flow mentality and being able to ask why. Because it's not like when they said the things that they said that I sat there and said, oh, no, you're super wrong. I was never that way. I was more so like, all right, let me see what you got. And when they say what they say, I'd be like, all right, let me let me let me test that up against what I know. And let me learn, let me study, let me try to figure out why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I have to be honest as to why I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to figure out. And by the end of the day, I'm listening to metal music. Sorry, buddy. And by this day, to this day and age, I have my family. It's like, yeah, they don't mind as much. You know, my aunts and uncles that were 
so against it, their kids listen to it now and they're all right with it. And it's not a big deal anymore. And, but it, it takes that stand. It takes a stand of somebody being able to go out of their way and saying, you don't like this about me. Why don't you like this about me? And then me asking myself, why do I like this about myself? Because if I was doing something that's completely like, for example, if I decided to like, I'm just going to start doing heroin. My mom comes up to me and says, heroin's bad. I'm like, mom, you don't understand me. Heroin's great. I have to be able to ask why I'm doing heroin and be honest with why I'm doing heroin before I even state whatever I'm going to state to my mom. Because maybe my mom's right. Maybe heroin's bad for me. (laughs) (laughs) So for me to go out of my way to ask questions, not unto everybody else, but unto myself as well, you must be in total peace of why you do what you do. And it must not come out of this place. I'm just going to come against the world and just fight it because I'm, I need attention or I'm sick of just being somebody that's going with the grain of something or going with the flow of everything. You need to know why you do what you do. Yeah. And so that sacrifice of the mind and being able to be honest, people, the only reason why people don't like to be honest is because they're afraid of the consequence of what it means to be true. So when you say something, if your wife comes up to you and says, um, how do I look in this dress? And she looks terrible in the dress. You have an opportunity to lie to her and say, you don't look good in that dress. And then eventually she'll figure out for herself that she, maybe she doesn't look good in a dress because somebody else told her or whatever the case, or maybe she figured it out herself or whatever. I chose to go out of my way to lie to her to say, you look great when I could have said the truth and said, you can probably try it on a different dress. You, I, I, you look much better in that dress over there. I, I definitely mm. think that you do. I'm afraid to say that because I'm afraid to say you don't look good in this dress. I'm afraid of the conversation that comes after that, that has to do with image, that has to do with how she thinks about herself, what I think about her. I'm afraid of all those things, so you know it's be much easier if I just lied and say, you look great. And I have to be able to give the honesty for everything, everything in my life. And I think the more people understand how honest you are with yourself, they'll understand that they'll want that honesty. Right. Like for me, um, my family started, like my niece started reading. Mm-hmm. My, my my old lady started running and, and she stopped smoking mm-hmm. and it was because they saw how honest I was with myself right. and then they started like thinking like maybe that's exactly what it is and like it starts it's it starts the, the cup starts overflowing and, and and like when when you're and when it goes into your relationships and I think your relationships too they know that honesty is key for you yeah they'll start you'll start building some strong solid fucking friendships relationships with everybody and right. you won't have to fucking tell your your wife a lie yeah she'll understand that you're coming from a solid place she knows what your intention is mm-hmm. it's to not make let her go out there <laughs> and 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 be be food for the wolves sure because you're taking care of your fucking peeps right just like she sees you take care of yourself yeah and it goes back to being a thinker being conscious and aware of what you do, put meaning into your life, right. even to the relationships, and, and it will. And honesty's the glue. Mm-hmm. Honesty's the glue. Because you don't want to be the fucking dude that's working a construction job when all you want to do is art. Yeah, right. You're going to have to go against some shit. Yeah, right. Because this world is built on putting you in boxes. Right. And when you put yourself in a fucking box, and I say yourself because you let them put yep. you in a box, so you gave them the power to put you in this box... Then you'll be you'll get the anxiety, the stress, the depression, and then after that you'll be like, "What the fuck is wrong, man? Yeah, I don't know. There's something wrong. It's probably like Jim Carrey says, your avatar is done. You're you're done playing that character. Yeah, it's time to fucking expose who the fuck you are. That's right. And that right there is gonna come up against your failures. 
It's going to be able to, under, you'll be able how to understand you how you handle those failures and you'll be able to understand the direction you want to go when, it, when you talk about success. Not everybody's success is going to be a bunch of money. In fact, oh. most people, it's not going to be a bunch of money. Man, I, saw, I saw a documentary of guys that live in vans and RVs and mm-hmm. they're happy as hell. That's right. And there's yeah. other people, their idea of success, when you see them at the end of their deathbed, they're like, man, the things that made me happy the most, my relationship with um, this person or my kids or whatever, or my God, you know, whatever the case may be, people are going to find happiness in different places and it's usually not going to be money. So don't allow the world to convince you that it's money to put you in that box. I will tell you right now, it's not that you're just, you stick out of that box of people that are just like, you know, the, uh, the norm, nobody belongs in that box. I'll tell you that right now. It's not that you're special and that you're the only one that's red in the colors of blue. Nobody is blue. We've all convinced ourselves that we're blue and we don't deserve that. We don't deserve to be able to be put in something like that. And that's something that's straight from the, um, from the Bible itself. We don't, it's not like I've just come up with this and like, I don't think that anybody deserves to live this type of life in this. I look around, I see all the stresses and depressions and all kinds of other things that are going through people's minds. Not to say that I don't go through this. Of course I do. But what they're choosing to be depressed about and what they're choosing to be stressed out about, whether they think it's a choice or not, you've allowed the cracks in your soul and the cracks in your and who you are to allow the world to seep in to what you care about. Stress doesn't come from anything else than what you pr- truly care about. I see a little kid who's stressing out because he can't get the toy at the store. I'm not stressing out about the same thing the kid is because I've learned that the toy doesn't really matter as much. The kid still feels the stress and the kid probably still feels the stress as me losing a job. And so for me to be able to realize that stress is what we care about. Therefore I can choose what I stress about. I have the power, but am I taking the power or letting the world tell me what I should stress about? And that's what we have to do. We have to take a step back and say, we have our failures. They're going to fuel our direction. Where are we going? We have success. How, how, and where are we going? Depending on what, who told me I should be going this way. Did I say that I'm going this way or did somebody else say that I should go this way? But the only way that I can figure out where I'm going is trying to figure out who I am and where I want to go first. And we have to self-expose. Fucking power, man. Extreme ownership. Yeah. It's just taking it back. Thinking why. You never lose the power. Mm-hmm. You're just giving your power away to something. You're letting stuff be real estate in your mind. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. I was watching the movie Blow. Mm-hmm. And the dad says, son, money ain't real. Mm-hmm. It just seems that way. Yeah. And then like, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. But I was like, dude, you're so fucking right. Yeah. It isn't. And I'm not saying that money isn't the thing. If it's your thing, then it's your thing. Mm -hmm. But it ain't my thing. Yeah. And you're not going to convince me it's my thing. Yeah. I'm going to think. I'm going to be conscious and aware. Is it my thing? Mm -hmm. I do know that money can help certain situations, but it's not the fucking answer to everything. Yeah. There is other things. Mm -hmm. And that's why I started this off with obsession is cool with moderation. Right. Because if you obsess on one part of the garden, only one fucking part of the garden will be watered and the rest will be dead. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why there's billionaires and millionaires still fucking killing themselves. Yeah. That's why I feel like there's still musicians and actors that commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Because you've obsessed on one area of your life and you forgot about all the other fucking shit. Yeah. You're a body. You're a soul. You're a mind. You're a child. Mm -hmm. You're a father. You're a friend. You're so many fucking things. Yeah. Don't let no one put you in one fucking box. Right. I think you're right. Let's uh, 
Let's land this plane. I think that um, when we're when we're talking about what it means to have to go through fail a uh, failure and what it means to be successful, everybody's going to have to go through the ebbs and flows of failures and successes, whether it is the success that you finally got your girlfriend, your first girlfriend, the failure of um, you lost your first girlfriend, to the successes of I got that job that I really wanted that's going to take care of my family, to losing that job. Everybody's going to have to go through some sort of failure and everybody will feel success. But we are in control of what it means to feel failure and to feel success, and it's entirely up to us. And and, and I think like if if anybody could get anything from this is learning that that pattern, that that process, that there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. You're mm-hmm. gonna either going to a storm, in a storm, or coming out of a storm. Right. And no one escapes it. Not the guru. Not the pastor. Not the motivational speaker. Not even Jesus escaped a storm. Mm-hmm. He had his own storms. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was stressed out Buddha, in the Garden of Yosemite. Buddha, I think yeah. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Buddha. I, I, they had him locked up. I don't know Buddha's story, but you know, I'm just like just going. I'm just like everyone had a storm. Yeah, everyone had a storm. Mm-hmm. From the civil rights movement, they had their ups and downs that they had to go through. Mm-hmm. It's just everyone and, and 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 learning that process. And and I go back to what I said about faith. Faith is knowing everything is gonna be fine. Because you know the pattern of life. But most of all, you know your father and what he can do. God never gives you something you can't handle. That's right. And um, people got to remember that faith is important, whatever it is that you believe in. And, um, and it's also important to remember that you are the director and the writer of your movie. So make a good one. Migs, thank you for joining me on this episode of Exposed Network. Yeah, man. You can find us on Instagram, expose, X-P-O-S-E underscore network. And uh, follow us if you have a business, small business or anything that you'd like to promote. Just um, just follow us on there and we'll give you some instructions about how to be part of the community. Follow us, hit us up on the DMs and be a part of the community. That's right. And um, and yeah, tune in next week where we'll have a a guest, I'm sure. We have, like I said, we have guests lined up like crazy. So... um, uh, keep on uh, following our um, this uh, this um, this channel that you're listening to, this podcast that you're listening to, and uh, make sure you subscribe. The more subscribers we have, the better for us. And uh, go rate it if you like our um, podcast or hate it. Go over to uh, to your um, to your podcast um, a spot and just uh, rate us if you think that we're a yeah. one through five. Like I said, rate it or hate it. Either way, it's gonna happen. Yeah, we're about honesty. So if you <laughs> honestly hate us, then honestly rate us that way. <laughs> so um, thank you so much, Migs, for joining me on this week. Oh yeah, man, exposed all day. And thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, we will see you soon.